This might be the best quarterback draft class in years, and we have huge franchises like Chicago, New England, and Washington with a ton on the line. My name is Craig Horlbeck, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Danny Heifetz. We cover trades, free agency, the draft, obviously, everything. We'll tell you all about which quarterbacks are going to be good, which quarterbacks are going to be bad, like Kenny Pickett, and if there's a diamond in the rough, like Brock Purdy. Follow us at the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. You guys were chanting, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeet. I don't like that. No. I had to do some research real quick. I have to finish the story. All the nostalgia freaks out there are going to want the map. I'm in on this idea, but only if heard worldwide. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners, senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer here at the Ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. You guys, it's once again officially sign pointing season. Hollywood, uh, you were on the ground. They are in Tampa for the Royal Rumble. What, what was the, the highlight of the weekend for you uh, that you wish Cal and I were there with you for? Uh, oh, man. Uh, probably walking into Rumble Rap and hearing people say worldwide. Mm. <laughs> hey, that's yeah. dope. Shouts out to y'all. Yeah, a couple I'd... people, you know, said that. So that was that was a lot of fun seeing, you know, Max Caster rap in person and our <laughs> own Seahawk. Drop some. That's bars. right. I saw. I saw. Seahawk got on the mic. I yeah, did see some clips of that. Yeah, that's interesting. Very interesting. That's so dope. yeah, that's and dope. then WWE related. Uh, I have to say, man, Naomi, Naomi coming back. Mm. The, mm. the moment it was, it was surreal because the music hits, and you're so used to it, mm. in a sense that it is like you. We knew she wasn't there, obviously going in, right? But then the music hits. It's number two. So. It's still like, it's not that countdown, but it's like right. the beginning of a match. And then like, I want to say like 10 seconds in, I was like, oh, wait a minute. That means she's back. And then you see her come out. She had her hair the like glow. she was wearing it and oh. it said Naomi. So yeah, that was definitely the WWE highlight for me. Oh, wow. It took that long? Did it take that long for the crowd there to realize? To if, register? Yeah, it felt like it. You know, where, say when Jade came out, right? You saw... Yeah. As soon as you saw the letters, 
you know, and, and it's like a perfect you know video of Sam Roberts reacting him, him and Queen mm -hmm. PR standing next to each other, and they're like, the eyes light up like a Christmas tree, right? Right. But with Naomi, it was one of those things where once you realize it, you you saw the glow and the lights, you realize, oh, she's back. And then everybody started going crazy and dancing yeah. all over the place. That glow, I mean, her reaction to when she got in the ring and just mm -hmm. a little overwhelmed by that response yeah. uh, was, was really, really, you know, in, in this space where you just get jaded by watching wrestling all the time. It was really heartwarming, you know, yeah. for her to have that moment, especially yeah. the way that things kind of happened at the end there for her and uh, and Sasha. So that was that was a really cool full circle moment, you know, for her. So that was that was dope. But hey, that's the last big four PLE you will be at without Cal and I. Thank that's you. A, that's that's <laughs> the promise. <laughs> yes, that's the promise. So with that, we got a lot to get to. So let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines. And you know the deal. I'm going to read out some of the most interesting headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling. And whoever wants to tag in and let some thoughts fly, let it fly. First up on High Spot Headlines. Reportedly, Braun Breaker replaced Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble. Uh, so Braun apparently got all of, he got Brock's entrance number, he got Brock's eliminations, he got Brock's spots. Uh, and obviously this comes on the heels of Brock's assumed kind of inclusion in that, the allegations and, and lawsuit against Vince. So, it, you know, it, it made sense why WWE just didn't include Brock anywhere, uh, you know, in, in programming. But man, Braun, I gotta say, you guys, I, you, you both know this more than I. I've come completely, fully around on the Braun Breaker train. What did you guys think of Braun's performance in the Rumble? Let's start there. Cal, from the TV perspective, how was it for you? Uh, I actually, I just rewatched the Rumble yesterday. So it was, uh, there's a shot of Braun Breaker uh, to the side. It was like all this uh, uh, dry ice, mist, whatever, yeah. smoke coming. It's it's yeah. an ill image. Um, and then to see, because he got the, he, he threw out Jimmy Uso. Like he got to throw out some, some, some fairly serious names, including Omos. Um, I, it probably, it, it would have looked different if the story is that these were all Brock Lesnar's movements or what have you. Like every, it would have been a different situation if this was Brock doing all of this than Braun. Um, with Braun, I think the only problem with it was to me, especially once it was Omos that he threw out, it felt, on, on the same night where we had Jade Cargill and Nia Jax, it felt a little too similar, like the, mm. the person just coming in, making that huge, you know, impactful moment, and then, you know, eliminating one of the bigger threats in the Rumble. It felt a little similar, but I'm, I don't, yeah, again, I be, again, assuming that this happened because of the allegations and everything coming out of that, uh, It's it was, a, what, a day maybe that they made those changes so yeah i don't think they really could have escaped that i'm also just uh i, I, I they could have done this a while ago if, like if this is if this was going to be Braun breaker's debut they could have done this at the rumble last year if they really wanted to but I, my hope is that this is where he's going to be now he wasn't on monday night raw right no he just had that his name was called out by uh by Nick Aldis during that phone call that he got from him. But other so than that, we'll, he didn't actually show up. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll, we'll see where they put him. But yeah, I think that that's going to be the interesting part is if, if he's main roster now, it feels like he's ready. 
they got to get that ball rolling with them. Brian, how did it hit in the uh, in the arena when his music hit? And obviously, once he was in the ring, just kind of doing his thing. It, it, it hit well. I felt that, you know, obviously people knew who he was. It wasn't like a thing where, um, and I know we'll talk about music later. His music is one that you know. And, yeah. you, and you know, he had some good spots. I enjoyed it a lot. I think, um, you know, shout out to Rewatchables. If I had to pick a Nick, as they would say, yeah. uh, shout <laughs> yeah. out to their uh, re- the cold weather tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the gear. I, I wanted mm. the, the dark, not the neon colors. I felt that was kind of going backwards a tad bit. And, Interesting. You know, because I, I yeah. felt like when he went to the just straight black, maybe a little bit of the uh, colors on the, you know, the stripes on the sleeves a little bit. I was like, OK, you just, he just looked more badass as opposed to yeah. being a super baby face. But he his spots in the rumble kind of reminded me of an early diesel when diesel was making yes. his mm-hmm. impression, trying to get to that next level. You know, as they would call it, the diesel spot, you know, um, or even when Rhea Ripley was making in her, I don't want to say infancy, but as she was making her um, name and presence known on the main roster. So I thought this was good, especially for him being somebody to come out of NXT. And, I, you know, you see the crowd was into it. Uh, it does help that it was, you know, a Florida crowd. So they're right. familiar with them. You know, pretty sure right. a lot of people, you know, hang out in Orlando. So, yeah, overall, I thought it was good. I mean, his in-ring stuff was, and obviously that's always been good. Mm-hmm. Um, and and y- you're right about the gear. G- kind of taking that small step backwards was a little funky. Yeah. But other than that, man, he just, I think with me, it's it was just, one, I, the babyface thing in NXT, just I, I couldn't do it <laughs> at all in NXT. But my other thing was, when he gets called up, because we all knew that was coming, mm-hmm. like, how was he going to look? Because, you know, he's a little bit on the smaller side. He's obviously, you know, super strong, uh, has that built, you know, that look uh, from, you know, uh, a body perspective. But man, once he was in there with just everyone, even Omas, right? That's where that's kind of the litmus test for a lot of people where it's, yeah. you know, he makes everyone look small because yeah. he's legitimately, what, seven, three or whatever he is. Yeah. And I don't like, that for me was the moment, really, kind of the, the light bulb moment where you saw Braun was, oh, he'll be fine. He'll he'll a thousand percent be fine. And just the way he hits the ropes, the way he, you know, he hits those spears, mm-hmm. um, it's it's getting up there with, you know, just devastating looking spears. It's you know what I mean? It, it just it, it's still like I think there's some spots where you could tell where it's still like like because there's there, what was the uh, I, I forget my what's the one Viking Raider that was bouncing and, and flipping all over he he did the one oh, springboard Ivar. into the yeah Ivar did that spring yeah and there's a way that went because again if watching it on TV the move is flawless it's it's how Braun like once it's hit it like. It's like a stutter step or like, like it's, it's not as fluid as sometimes. Right. And I look at me, this, this, uh, I was sitting on my couch watching four hours of pro wrestling <laughs> talking about somebody not being fluid, but it, like it, it looked like you could, you could tell that these are some of the first times he's really been in front sure. of that many people doing these moves in the ring. So, you know, you want to repetition is going to be key now. So, you know, I, I think that if it's, if it's SmackDown, we got to tune in Friday to see, but I feel like they need to make that decision on him yesterday. 
Yeah, I think putting him on SmackDown, which it seems to be the direction it's heading in, makes Ooh. a lot of sense. And obviously, they, he still has a story to complete uh, down in NXT uh, with the with the Dusty Classic. Mm-hmm. And but again, for if this was the play, if this was the the short, you know, they had to plan this on short notice. I think they executed it pretty well uh, yeah. for. Because yeah. to your point, Cal, they, you're right. They could have called him up last year. I just don't know if... I don't know, Brian. You, you were at uh, last year's Rumble, too. Would, would that San Antonio crowd would have been as hot for Braun then, given kind of where he was at that point? Well, yeah, I remember last year he was NXT champion. He was champion. Yeah. And um, he was still... Yeah, because him and Melo did a babyface babyface. Uh, that weekend, yeah. Yeah, in Mania. So it wouldn't have been the same because I think the feeling would have been like, you know, he still had some more work to do. Right. Um, where now we saw him, you know, we saw this evolution in his character since last year. So I definitely think that the, you know, obviously Florida being, you know, where NXT is versus San Antonio, I think this crowd mm-hmm. just, you know, serviced him better. Right. For 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 five minutes and nineteen seconds for four eliminations to be thrown out by Dominic Mysterio, Mysterio, it probably wouldn't have been that specific to a T last year, but uh-huh. I could just get some spears in, throw out you know a couple of people. I don't know, but I I hear what you're saying. There's definitely a uh, a different air around him going into a Rumble this year as opposed to last year. My guy got the Dom rub. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like that actually. I, I like the fact that all that happened and Dom was like, nope. Yeah, Wait, who's older? We should try. Huh? We should I'm track. Curious. Oh, between Dom and Braun, that's yeah. a great question. Who's older? So, yeah. So, so Dominic Braun is, is twenty six. Dominic. I don't, oh, I'm Dom is also twenty six. Okay. Oh, wow. that's the future. Oh, we are set. <laughs> lit- that's literally the future. Yeah. This that is, is a literally- John Cena Miz ass uh, main event <laughs> if I've ever seen one. <laughs> oh yes. I mean, oh, we never yes. get Rey Mysterio versus uh, Scott or Rick Steiner. I'm saying a high like, profile you know, match, but man, there's a, there's a couple of things they could do with those two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sign me up. Uh, that's that sounds fantastic. But only if if Braun kind of stays in this what it, kind of heel ish lane that he's carved himself out in NXT. He, he he'll he'll be that heelish guy when he's whoever's Diesel or whoever's a uh, Shield member. But once he breaks out of that and he becomes your next Roman Reigns, like you know, be, get ready. Get ready. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'm mentally preparing myself now, but oh, hopefully he'll, uh, you know, he'll have g- got some dirt on his face and he'll, yes. he, he won't be, uh, you know, as, as baby face as he was in NXT. Maybe there's an evolution there that, you know, we look, he's earned the credit. I'll just the, say the, that. The problem, I shouldn't say it's a problem, but like uh, the thing he's going to have to overcome is I think he's not, he's like, I don't want to say natural baby face, but like he's a natural smiler. Like there's an interview if you check yeah. and see with him. Yeah. I think it's him and Kathy Kelly after the Roy- after he got a uh, eliminated or whatever. He's cracking jokes, you know. Mm-hmm. He he's like be like you know once he can figure out cutting that shit out a little bit, I think you'll be able to see a a, a, a morning a new improved uh, Brown Breaker on TV. Or yeah. you give him a mouthpiece too. Give him, yes, yeah. Give him a, he- a Heyman esque person. Little Paul, yeah. 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 Paul Heyman. Nice guy. Just, <laughs> yeah, he does yeah. seem like a really. He seems like a sweetheart. Honestly, mm-hmm. like if you looking at him on social and whatnot, don't do you're that like, on yeah, my he's, TV. 
He's probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to be an asshole on TV for me. Uh, <laughs> next up on High Spot Headlines, and this was actually a tweet that I saw on Twitter that garnered a lot of response. 50% of the roster failed to get any type of immediate reaction at the Rumble because nobody could identify them based off the theme song. Now, Brian, I'm going to start with you on this because you were in the building. Mm-hmm. When you first saw this, was your inclination to agree or disagree off it? Agree, because I had the same thought, but I was like, mm, Damn. maybe I'm tripping. Or it, it was more evident with the women, especially mm. because it just, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe it's so loud that I'm not hearing the music or I'm not hearing certain points. And I'm on the floor, so... The speakers yeah. are way up. You know, in Tropicana Field, it does have a dome, but it's yeah. not one that, like, really, like, the music plus the audio of the crowd can, you know, blend together. Right. So it was, and, and like I said, I thought, well, maybe it's me. But the one thing, you know, when I saw this headline, the one thing I was always told, uh, shout out to my homie Blizz, he said, the key to writing wrestling music is writing something that people can sing, you know, um, is something that's easy or something that you can hum. Like you think about Shinsuke's music, his debut Mm -hmm. at NXT TakeOver Dallas during WrestleMania 32 weekend. I remember there was a social video going on. This is after his match with Sami Zayn, where people were singing his theme music walking out of that arena. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that was missing. you go back to when Mickey James, you know, like Jordan Grace came in, nothing memorable about the music, but when the name Jordan Grace came up, right. people started yeah. reacting like, oh, wait a yeah. minute, they didn't cross the cliche term. Mm-hmm. So, but when Mickey James' music hit, even though she didn't use hardcore country in WWE, you saw the crowd react and you saw Twitter go off like, oh my goodness. TNA, she's here with the TNA Knockouts Championship or at the time Impact, but also using her music. So I think that's what the thing is. And it's crazy because as I was doing my re- uh, Royal Rumble rewatch, you remember before 96, they didn't have interest music. And I remember sitting there thinking like, man, how did people get hyped funny up? Funny that, huh? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny how things work, but keep going. Keep going. Yeah, exactly. Like So like watching now, it's just like, ugh. But that was a big thing. I, and, you know, so my first inkling was like, facts. <laughs> In the words of Cal, I, I, when I saw it, I agreed. And I, and I saw a lot of stuff saying, bring Jim Johnston back. And Death Rebel is a good. You know? um, Death Rebel has a couple hits, a la Roman, Jimmy and Jay's music. But there's some where it's like, eh, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah. And I mean, off the top of your head, Cal. Mm-hmm. What are the most memorable themes right now, in your opinion? Because I, I, I have two, and then it's maybe three, and then it's a severe drop off. I'm, 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 I'm. We're we're gonna have this conversation, but then there's another thing. There's a, a sure. another conversation I want to have. I think yeah. the most memorable right now, probably you know, Cody's is, has to be up there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Seth's is up there. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of who would really be like 
next. I mean, Randy Orton is probably up there. I, I still feel like people go off for Batista more than some other people's music, though. Like, but <laughs> Batista's music is actually fire, though. It's really I, good. I mean, who, who were some of the ones that you were thinking of? Off, I had, off the I had Roman, too. I mean, Brian mm-hmm, kind of mentioned mm-hmm, it. I think mm-hmm. that that one's really good. Jay's also, for someone that's newer, uh, is, mm-hmm. is pretty good. And then Imperium slash Gunther. Mm. I think it's, it's very distinct, right? It's the kind of like Darth Vader, Star Wars-y right. type of music. The but white, after, the white of the the Titan Strong does help too. Right? Yeah, you're right. And until they, until most recently, the Street Profits. Uh, I think yeah. that was pretty distinct. And uh, Bo- maybe, maybe, maybe Bobby I'm, Lashley's for me, though. I'm not gonna hold you. Well, Lashley's that. is good too. Yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. I get the crowd was good, but I, but this, this, this kind of leads into my point though. Um, because we've talked a lot about depth between the men's roster and the women's roster, and I, I, I don't know if this is just me, but I'm seeing a couple of things happening at the same time, and part of it is y'all nostalgia freaks. Because again, a lot, a, 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 <laughs> but the, think of like the biggest pops. Like go, I again, this is from someone who just rewatched the Rumble, the men's Rumble, um, the other day. Uh, they started off with Jey Uso, mm-hmm. yep, possibly one of the biggest theme music. I mean, he he's got the he didn't have, the crowd was. Tampa, y'all got to get up on y'all Jey Uso yeah, interest because y'all was not rocking the way I thought y'all was going to rock. <laughs> not the way and that Detroit thing, was. It, it looked, it, the way the, the, the lights was right. Jimmy Uso's song don't hit the way Jey Uso's song hits. And I think part of that's because right now, Jimmy Uso is not, this is the first time he's really been positioned as a guy outside of the bloodline. Like J- yeah. Jay's had a minute to cook as mm-hmm. a solo star. There wasn't a theme music that hit after Jay Uso in that Rumble match. Correct me if I'm wrong. Until number 15, when Cody Rhodes hit, mm-hmm. and Cody, yeah. what happened? Shinsuke didn't get to have his whole entrance. The Miz after Cody didn't get to have his whole entrance. I believe he went in after Cody. Cody was in the middle of that walkway, coat on, hitting the ground, going what? Like whoa-ing. The, yeah. The, the <laughs> part of these theme music's hitting and I, I, I I'm not going to I I I do agree that the theme music don't hit the same but I think part of it is these people are being presented as superstars their themes are part of their entrance and if you see this person as being the next person to maybe be that world champion you're going to remember when that person's co- music comes on where some if it wasn't for the shoosh i wouldn't have known that maxine dupree was going to be coming out to that music it, right. it's like it's an association with what you're seeing all the time and i, I think that's part of what's going on here I, there were a lot of people who were in that rumble mm-hmm. and it was a lot of people from the roster it's not like they had there weren't a lot of jordan grace right. moments in terms of people coming outside it's just these are people who are on the roster who are on the roster and who ha- who aren't necessarily in your inner con- The Fatal 4-Way had four of the biggest stars in the company. Once you get past that realm, mm-hmm. it's a lot of people who... Santos Escobar's, you're getting... Carlito may have been, but like there's a lot of people who weren't... Their theme music don't hit like that because they're not been presented to hit like that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think... I, I don't want people to lose sight of that fact that there were... It, those rumbles were so full of people who weren't CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's actually a great point. Is is that it was a very mid card heavy, mm-hmm. right? The and you know on, on the men's side we we failed to mention CM Punk's music, which we you know we CM should obviously Punk is going to hit though. Yeah, yeah, that like there's just th- that's going to hit every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, Cult of personality. I'm sorry. Shout to the right. color. My fault. Yeah, yeah. So it 
it makes sense as to why, you know, because a lot of these guys and girls that they were throwing out there don't get a lot of TV time. And that, that's a great observation, right? And that may be it. And that's the that's the depth issue. Mm -hmm. Um, And man, like, but at the same time, you need those bangers. Yeah, like going back, I don't know, watching some of these, not to go full nostalgia figures here, but looking back <laughs> in, at, at these, you know, Attitude Era Royal Rumbles, again, a lot of them, we assumed Austin was going to win, right? We assumed mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels was going to win. Uh, rock, rock, whatever. But like you still kind of associated with those and connected to the music of the mid-carters, right? You just kind of knew. There, there was something very distinct about them, right? Whether it was just like a sound at the, at the beginning of the, you know, the music. I'm, obviously, look, the glass break is iconic, right? I'm, mm -hmm. not, I'm not saying everything has to be the glass no, break. But you're right. I, I, I think they, and I mean, not to cut you off, but I think they no, no, did no, do it. They did a better job of making each thing, each theme more distinct for each wrestler. Where these days, if it's not, uh, if it's not a rock intro because this person's more rock, you've got like trap drums or whatever's going on. Or our truth, that's another one that could, right. that like that's a good one. But and I, I think that again, I think that's part of overall the music not hitting the same it used to ten years, twenty years ago. So much so that color me. The lack of shock in my face when they announced that the weekends got another theme song for, yeah. for WrestleMania. He's not that album is like two years old by the time <laughs> right. WrestleMania comes out, and he's got it. One of those singles is going to be the theme song. So yeah, I think there is a uh, an overall lack of uh, musical creativity over there. But I I do think that all you if if they were to choose one of these people that you have no idea who they were to because of their generic music. Put the rocket on one of them and see them give them a Jay Uso esque remix of a theme song. Give them a couple of weeks of TV time. We could be talking about oh right. snap this song from this person. I don't even know what La Knights. I uh, like I I his is kind of generic too honestly. His catchphrase his, is more over the than his theme yes. song. You know what I'm saying? A thousand so like, percent. A thousand. Percent. And and there's three things too, right? One, the the. Albums aren't in circulation no more. You know, you think back right. to the Attitude yeah. Era because there was an investment. The CDs when you went out, you bought. You know, so I had WWE the Music Volume Three, Four, Five, so and a few of them. Right, so that gave the music staying power. One, because I'm playing it at home. Wrestling fans are playing at home, but they wasn't so quick to change it because they wanted to sell it. Then there's also the fact that. There was a lot of run-ins. You figured back then on the Attitude Era because things were so chaotic. So you dig you used to seeing or hearing, say, the New Age Outlaws music or right. the Hardy Boys, you know, doing run-ins or promos. And then the people whose music, like, that y'all named that really hit usually are the last thing you hear before Raw or SmackDown goes off the air. Or if you're in an arena, you, you think yeah. about Cody Rhodes, like Triple H mentioned, him signing like Cody's music kept playing throughout the night because you know he was he's he's the last person I remember right. being at a house show and Becky Lynch closed the show and you know that music just kept playing so when you're that last music that people hear those tend to stand out more so right. like even in Baltimore this past uh, December LA Nights music was so like now you know it's a it's a memory it's stuck in your head, but yeah. that's like the earworm yeah. yeah that's the word yep so I, I was, think I, I was going to say it to, to your point, Brian H. Waters, at the end of the Rumble telecast, they were doing the interplay between 
Cody and mm. and Roman so long. I was like, wait, I I swear, I swear, this is this is not kayfabe, or, or this is not a sh- this is not a work. This is just mm-hmm. the shooting. He he. I was like, I'd never heard this part of the song before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. I know the whoa, and like a little bit after that, but there was like a whole other guitar thing. I'm like, this song is not that long, but yeah, it's I. You almost get trained, and I, I think mm-hmm. part and that, that Cody one was a big meme too. I think one that people doing the whoa. I saw one guy trying to match up. He was trying to match a picture of something when Cody's I don't know these people went ham with those songs so yeah it, it, I think there's a lot there's a lot of what we're talking about mm-hmm. with it, but I think the major part is just like wrestling is like changed and like it's, music it's a lot sure. of generic music though it's not been as good yeah when you don't have music that even says a person's name or go with their like their movement you know mm-hmm. what I mean because like if you listen to and, and I'm one who listens to wrestling theme music while in the gym or in the car, mm-hmm. right? And if you listen to Jimmy's music, it's telling his story. Right. You know, I was... So does Cody, yeah. Yeah, you know, he was saying, I was um about family first. I put that in the back, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and then Jay Uso, it's just me, Uso. Like, it tells a story. Everybody's music don't do that. Like, even Roxanne Perez, I think her music hit because we're, we've been used to her being in the main event picture of NXT, but overall there's nothing special about it. Right. 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 Which, which is, you know, to Cal, that's building on Cal's point, right? It's just, she's gotten TV time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I was, I was watching the, um, Jim Johnson, who's obviously the iconic music creator, you know, so many iconic theme songs. He was on uh, Chris Van Vliet's podcast a couple of years ago. and, And what Chris said at the top of the interview was just, he was the, soundtrack to his childhood yeah and right and like there's just there's no better way to encapsulate what jim johnston meant to us as wrestling fans like there's a reason that, that's like complete wrestling nerd shit right no, but facts, but though. in like but it's so completely true right whenever yeah. you hear a glass break whenever you you know what i mean it's it's the you can that you could watch a Stone Cold entrance, you could watch a Rock entrance, you could watch a Bret Hart entrance with no sound and just hum it to yourself. <laughs> you know right? exactly and what's that's, going on. That's yeah. which is nuts. I, I couldn't do that with uh, with with a lot of people on the roster now. And right. I mean, I could I could do it with the Brood. The Brood mm. is one of my favorite entrance <laughs> yes. themes of all time. That thing is so fire. That's why I, I still listen to that today. WrestleMania, yeah, yeah. there's no Brood Edge. Like oh, it just said it. God. I was I was waiting for the music. It's try, I tried it's, to tell them, y'all. People out in podcasts, <laughs> I tried to tell them that, that it was going to be blood from the skies of L- uh, SoFi, too. No, it wasn't going to happen. Oh, gonna... man. But look, it's there's definitely needs to be, I think, some improvement. And I don't know what the quick fix to that is, but I, I think the quicker fix is honestly what Cal was saying, which is a lot of these guys and girls just need more TV time. And mm-hmm. I, look, I, I don't know how you completely solve for that, given that there is a finite amount of hours Me of programming. season, yeah. Right. But I mean, it's it's got to be figured out. And I don't know, really bring back the soundtracks. I think that's Stop a great that. point by Brian, too. Just market the hell out of these things. You yeah. Know, they, they, remember, when they were, remember when they were marketing, uh, what's his name? Elias's uh, yeah. album. <laughs> wait, it wait. can be done. Wait, you, you can't you know be how, done, people. This, this is such a sidebar, but you know how I was. I <laughs> go on YouTube and search for on the WWE page. Elias talks to complex editor about his album. Yeah, we had a <laughs> Elias and I had a whole conversation about yeah. it uh, a, a minute. Gosh, five six years ago, whenever that doc, uh, whenever that documentary came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, so, 
just can't check that out. It can be done. All right, last one here on High Spot Headlines. Natalia says she would jump at the chance to face Jordan Grace in TNA. Now, uh, Brian, you mentioned Jordan Grace and her mm-hmm. entrance earlier. Uh, obviously, one of the bigger shocks of both Rumbles, uh, I would say. Uh, even bigger shock that they name dropped her as the TNA champion. So this clearly, um, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if there's a full working relationship there, but now Natty's come, you know, crossing that. I'm not going to say forbidden door because <laughs> Triple H kind of uh, poo pooed that term, yeah. uh, and now I feel bad saying it. But <laughs> if if you guys ha- if you guys look at the TNA roster now, which again I think we talked about last week, it's been kind of on a nice little run here lately. Mm-hmm. What ma- what crossover matches do you guys want to see? If you could, I mean, you can you can pick Natty, Jordan Grace if you want, but what other? matches fantasy booking other WWE TNA matches would you like to see Chris Bay versus Carmelo Hayes damn that's a, that was oh. my first. damn it <laughs> that was also mine no that would be an amazing match <laughs> that would be an amazing Fantastic. match oh okay that was that was well, really I, good Cal I mean I think I would love to see actually you know what what you do you get MK Ultra and you mm-hmm. put them up against the Kabuki Warriors. I think you could you could do. There's there. I think with the with their title holders, I think there's some interesting uh, back and forth that can go. And I mean, realistically, you know, when you talk about a depth and you talk about what people are and aren't doing during these seasons, it may it would probably benefit Natalia to go to TNA and a being a, an ambassador, but also b get more time to do things. I mean, she's kind of. She was first in the Rumble, uh-huh. and I think a lot of the time when you see uh, a woman debut on the roster, get like their first real like a uh, two or like a one or two commercial break match in the women's division, they're probably putting them up against Natalia, Ronda Rousey throughout. There's a, there's a lot of them where you've seen them on TV and right. pay per view. So uh, she's very good in that role. Um, it's just the. I don't know if unless they give her like a Kofi Mania esque run, I don't know what um, WWE is looking to do with Natty at this point. So stuff like that would be dope, and I think she could. Pro- there's probably a number of opportunities down there for her to have some uh, interesting singles matches. Um, I I don't know I don't know how you handle the Nick Nemeth of it all, but he seems <laughs> like he's going to be a guy who may be their champion at some point soon. You can, and, and I mean Josh Alexander. I don't know who on the roster is really walking with Josh Alexander. I just watched his match with uh, Will Ospreay, but whoever we think is the uh, greatest technical wrestler on the WWE roster, him and Josh Alexander need to have a a 20-minute pit fight at at NXT Underground or something like that. I was thinking Chad Gable for him. That would be actually Chad Gable (laughs) versus Josh Alexander in a pit fight in NXT Underground. Just give him 20 minutes commercial (laughs) free and let them bang. I You... Mm, I, there's 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 a lot of things I want to see from from wrestling this year. If you gave me that match, I'll take like two or three of them off my list. Ooh. That's a that's a good one. That's a good one. with Josh Alexander because I went to the Will. I was thinking about the Will Osprey match that he had, mm-hmm. and when I think of Osprey, and this will never happen, but I think of Seth too, right? Because they had their little thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, you would Seth, have to do that match. Like, Seth, tomorrow. Josh Alexander. My, yeah, I know. Obviously, Seth's hurt, and he's the champion. That's not going to happen. It's it's probably too too high of a, of a pipe dream. But 
that would be that would honestly be kind of nice, man. Yeah, I mean, that'd be hard. Josh Alexander can go too. He's uh he's he's freaking fantastic. <laughs> when you when you're kind of strolling through the TNA roster, there's there's a a good amount of former WWE people and AEW right. people, obviously, which makes us again the Nick Nemeth of it all is is kind of hilarious because it, <laughs> a crossover match between Nick Nemeth and I don't know, uh, you know, pick your uh, like Kevin Owens or something like that, like a, a borderline mid card main eventer Br- will be Brian, kind of hilarious. Brian H. Waters, mm-hmm. where this is totally, I'm sorry, but it's a totally random question. It was sparked off of that. Cause again, I, I, I'm assuming Nick Nemeth is going to be their champion. Yeah. Nick Nemeth as TNA world heavyweight champion. What's the WWE title that's equivalent <laughs> to Ooh, yes. the TNA oh, like world heavyweight activity. title? Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot, but because that's going to determine for me who he may be facing. You know what, though? It's because it's him mm-hmm. that I'm willing to see it equal with Seth Rollins. The, because the I, world heavyweight title. Because I've seen them cook and mm-hmm. I know, like, you know, he's a big deal. You know what right. I mean? But even That if, would be a banger. Yeah, it would be a banger. But even if, just the way Josh Alexander and Moose holds the title, um, because yeah. they do come off, they do come off as like larger than life. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it it feels third, but it feels more elevated than NXT. Uh-huh. Maybe or not as equal as the world or the universal championship, but it's still up there. Or I should say undisputed. Where where is it with the AEW title? World oh, it's about well now now it's equal, you know. Joe nah, got that bad boy. I'm not because it's all right. I got. You. I see what you're saying, <laughs> Brian H. Waters. I see exactly what you're it's saying. It's all that who holds it, man. You know. I see. I see. You tried to get him in trouble, Cal. No, 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 no. That was that was the AEW stand. That was where I was. That was going to be my natural conversation. Is if it's up here, yeah, yeah. Then where does it go with Joe? Ain't choking me out at Wale Mania before before he do his rap. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's true. Also, Speedball Mike Bailey. We have to probably fantasy book in something. Him and uh, him and uh, Dragon Lee. Give me give something. Well, yeah, come on, something. Yeah. Okay. There we go. But no, I, got I mean one more. I like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, we talk about like former TNA people or stuff. Zelina Vega and Tasha Steeles. Okay. You Ooh, know, okay. I, I think Zelina Vega going down there. You know, it's kind of like that working relationship. Like when Christian was um, in the Hall of Fame. Or he mm-hmm. he went down right. there while mm-hmm. you know, and that was the exchange for Ric Flair being who was a TNA star coming up to be a part of the Four Horsemen induction. But I think that would be a, a great crossover women's match, um, mm-hmm. and it would also kind of showcase Tasha Steeles more, you know, but yes. also kind of let Zelina Vega go down there and get her flowers that you know because she was like early in her career as uh, Rosita. True. Right. Yeah, that's a good call. Smart. I mean, You're smart. I see, the, the one I want to see for and Cal, forgive me for nostalgia purposes, would also be some sort of AJ Styles Ooh. something ah. over there, or or to piggyback off Brian's point, Xavier Woods. Oh, send him Damn. a little crossover That's, with TNA uh, because Woods. I just saw him on that Impact channel that comes on like Pluto yeah, TV. Yeah. I, I see it all the time. Con, you know, consequences Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I see him all the time whenever I'm like looking through old TNA footage. Yeah, it's AJ Styles, absolutely fantastic. That's a, AJ Styles should have been the first one. I, anyway, anyway, Styles is he's like a TNA goat. That's like mm-hmm. their actual. That's their actual legend. He's he's yeah. one of their living legends. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be 
what a what a what a dude, man. All right, uh, we have more show to get to, more things to discuss. But before we get to that, we're going to take a quick, quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use gift mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. What? There it is. You heard the drop. It's time for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Mass Man Show in Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because you're already subscribed to our wonderful feed here on The Ringer Wrestling Show. We get to do something I'm sure you all wished you could do from time to time, and that's respond to a take dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy, Gregor, Dip. And for today's edition... But they said what? We're going with our guy Kaz of the Masked Man Show with Kaz Hollywood. Play the clip. As far as that Bianca Jade uh, moment in the Royal Rumble, boy, did I not want to see them as women's tag team champions right after that. I was like, yep, put the titles on both of them and watch those titles become infinitely more important now. You You think they should be tag champs? Is that what you said? 1,000%. I think it should be Kabuki Warriors versus Bianca and Jade at WrestleMania for the the women's tag team championship. Okay. Interesting. Sorry. Going in three, two, and one. All right. Uh, Kaz fantasy book in the women's tag titles, which uh, just doesn't happen <laughs> normally uh, or normally enough for, right. for our taste. Right. But Unfortunately, Kaz, when you first heard that, what do, do you want to see Bianca and Jade as tag champs after their their face off at the Rumble? Or sh- do you want to see them 
have a one-on-one match at WrestleMania. What, what is your preference for 40? I, when I saw that moment at, at the Royal Rumble, my immediate thought was Bel Air versus Cargill at Mania 40. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I've been thinking the whole time, especially when we had, shouts out to Bianca and Montez, when they were you know friends of the pod, when they were on the show, when she said Bel Air Flair, like mm-hmm. I've been waiting for that poster. And now we're not getting that. The way they were, and they both were holding, they just were casually holding. Great you know, spot. <laughs> Great spot. Amazing moment, amazing visual. Shouts to whoever got the image for that. Um, I saw that. I do, though, think that Kaz's um, booking of them being tag team or winning, the being a team to go up for the tag titles, I guess, at Mania, that does make sense. I think... I don't know if I don't know if Cargill's settled on a thing again. We don't ha- we haven't had SmackDown yet, but I would assume that they would probably prefer her to be with somebody who was experienced. And I think if if you want to mm-hmm. get her up to speed, Bianca was that woman throughout the pandemic year. She just lost that title not too long ago. Having her and Jade on the 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 the, the circuit you know, doing tag matches, you know, Jay gets a little bit of time, gets to feed off of Bianca, you know, probably has to have, gets to see that side of things. They win the titles at Mania. Great. That Friday after SmackDown, Jay better take that title. Bye. Yeah. And then I, 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 I'm, <laughs> give me that match at SummerSlam. I, I'm, I'm going to need Bel Air. Oh, that quick. At some, I mean, Hey, I, again, if you go back and look at Jade's promo after the rumble, she was already talking about how the, the, the WWE universe was looking at her. Did you see the way I threw out Nia Jax? Ain't nobody going to yeah. be able to compete with me. Like, I don't think her mindset is going to be uh, Jade and. You know what I yeah. mean? Her, her future isn't tag team. Her future is going to be, I am the one and I'm standing on top of all of my foes. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think a Bel Air Cargill tag team is going to last. You're going to get some great photo ops some dope moments to relive at your, your favorite uh, WrestleMania events, but then you're going to be getting the two of them locking horns for a minute. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brian, on on the ground there, mm-hmm. obviously she she received one of the biggest pops of the night, you know, with, with her debut and her entrance. Leaving the Rumble, mm-hmm. what was what was your kind of feel from, from the crowd and from everyone about Jade, or about whether... She should be taking this. You know, is, is she ready for a one-on-one match at Mania with, say, like let, let's just say Bianca for the sake of this conversation? And, and obviously, that's may have been what they've been teasing. Um, but they uh, again also may have been teasing a, a team up. So, like, what was the the kind of reaction around her uh, from people in the arena after she uh, she kind of did her thing? Yeah, it was um, very exciting. I think. You know, a lot of reaction was them going head to head, going up against each other, uh, just because, you know, the stare down was everything, right? And yeah. then the showing off, you know, the one ups womanship with both of them, you know, with doing the gorilla press, that was the thing. So I think that was the initial, like, okay, this is this is a one on one match give us this, like you say, uh, Cal, because we can't get uh, Bel Air versus Flair uh, at WrestleMania, um, 
But then I sit back and I think about if we was to get them as a tag team champion. At first, when you said SummerSlam, I'm like, sheesh, that's fast. Because I'm thinking mega powers explode. Mm. You want to of... go a year? But th- see, here's the, the complicated <laughs> part. I would like to go a year, but at the same time, I want Belair versus Flair next year at uh, 41. Right. So thinking about that, I'm like, well, maybe SummerSlam is the time. I don't know if you necessarily have to do the breakup immediately because you think about, and one of the things Kaz said during the show, wherever they go, social media is just going to take off. Photos everywhere. So I think if you put the tag titles on them, it it brings so much notoriety to it. You know, they're going to be at baseball games as we get ready to get into baseball season. They're going to be playoffs, finals, Mm -hmm. award shows. So, shoot, BET Awards is in uh, June. All of that stuff, yeah. And I think that um, if you do that, I think, you know, and then right before SummerSlam, you know, because I don't think you need to, you can break that feud up without having to build it so long if you cook and make them almost seem so inseparable. Kind of like with the bloodline. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the tag situation makes a whole lot of sense. And I was glad that Kaz brought it up because, again, after the Rumble directly, I assumed that the path they were heading down was one-on-one, right? Mm-hmm. Jade, Bianca, it's it's box office, right? It just makes so much sense. Um, and But when Kaz mentioned this, I thought it made sense. So from the whole marketing perspective, the social media perspective, all the sense in the world. I also think from an in-ring perspective, it makes, because I think with, when we were talking about Braun earlier, right, mm-hmm. in his debut, and, you know, he had, as Cal mentioned, he had these, he had these spots here and there of looking a little green, right? And, and that was just, that may be just because, again, that's a bigger crowd than he's used to performing for. He still looked great, you know, overall, you know, net positive, uh, with his performance, Jade also kind of had a moment or two here and there in you know in her debut too, right? Like mm-hmm. her her you know obviously eliminating Nia Jax, huge moment. The the uh, you know over slam uh, the the press face off with Bianca looked great. A couple of her spine busters weren't as clean as they they probably should have been, right? right? And that again, that's no. I'm not here to disparage anything that Jay can do in the ring. It's just it takes reps, and and that's yeah. totally fine, right? Mm-hmm. This was her if. <laughs> for anyone else to debut in this spot, you get it, right? It's it's a huge spot to debut. Now, if you kind of set her up for success at Mania, pairing her with Bianca against Asuka and Kyrie, again, just three people who fully know what they're doing and how to how to control everything in the ring, and you to make Jade to help make Jade look even better, mm. I think that just makes a lot more sense, right? Like, and again, the whole marketing perspective of them elevating those tag team titles after mm-hmm. that, that's a foregone conclusion. But to make this WrestleMania, to kind of give her and honestly, Bianca, that moment of being tag champs, right? Mm-hmm. Setting Bianca on on a path to being a Grand Slam champion, right? Like, it's oh, yeah. a lot of this. That's facts. Just makes right. so much sense with the, with the tag titles. And who's not, again, the, the women's tag titles have been too often an afterthought. Right. Right. The, the fact that they were comfortable 
having uh, having them dropped on the SmackDown before the Rumble. Yeah, I think that says a lot about what they think about the titles right yeah. now, right? And th- that's a shame because when when Bailey and Sasha were tag champs, like those things felt important, right? Mm-hmm. Those things got elevated. Mm-hmm. And look, you some they you know they it went through its natural progression and went to other people, but they've kind of fallen back to yeah, all right. You know when when uh, Dakota and uh, EO had them for a while felt relatively important because that's right. where damage control is you know is positioned in the company. Again, they've kind of fallen off a little bit. So now that Oscar and Kyrie have them back, I think that they've they've res- they're back to a level of esteem that I think you can elevate them even more with Jade and Bianca holding them. Like they, they would just look so good as the champions and be legitimate. And like you could have them run rough shot over that division and again just make that division feel important again. So I, I like Kaz Kaden, is all about it. I like Caden yeah. Carter and um I like and them holding it. Yeah. But yeah, it felt like they needed it to elevate them as opposed Damn. to them elevating the title. So I can understand exactly where you're yeah. coming from. But I will say this. I can't help but put a fantasy booking hat on. Put it on. Yeah. Throw that thing on. If Mercedes, as I've come on this show and asked Uh-oh. her not to go to AEW, <laughs> y'all know where I'm going with this. If she could just come you. home. Imagine her and Naomi versus Bianca and Jade. Oh, and, and, and the titles we never lost, you know, and, and, and I mean, that would do crazy numbers. And, yeah. and, and you talk about elevation because they would, and, and then Bianca Jade would do like we doing what y'all couldn't do because right. I feel like <laughs> both of those sets of tag teams are the ones to make those titles attractive as toys for little girls. And I don't think recently there's been tag team champions that could do that. But, you know, it would put the belts in the toy market and, you know, little girls would want that because they can look up to Jaden. You know, I think the previous champions could have done that if they Mm -hmm. had a little bit more time to cook. But I think they needed to get that first reign out of the way just to kind of like get us used to seeing, okay, and then they build themselves back up. But I, I think Bianca and, and, and Jay as tag team champions, you, you know, Bianca's going to be on media tours for a while. So her right. walking around with the belt, that belt, it's, it's just going to elevate it. Just like when, I mean, she may have had the wrong partner. Becky Lynch had it last year. You know, we know right. Lita wasn't the leader we Around. grew up and loved, you know. But this this could be interesting, man. I'm excited yeah. for it. There's there's potential there. That might be the best fantasy booking we've done on the show. Period. Brian might just <laughs> taking the it. title. So, <laughs> we did a lot of fantasy booking on this show. That was that God was fantastic. Damn. Now Mercedes is going to show up in AEW, and we're just going to be dis- <laughs> I mean, all three of us going to be disappointed. That's cry. the word. The, the the latest word is that she's supposed to be that's showing the up there eventually. Um, yeah. I although I would say uh, Brian H. Waters, my only shift on that would be. Because I hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I, I I feel like the immediate Bailey is breaking off, and if Mercedes was going to be returning in WWE as Sasha, I feel like we may get the golden role models before we would get mm. uh, Sasha and uh, Naomi. But I feel what you're stable. Saying. Cause yeah, yeah, and 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 and, and, and mm-hmm. the three of them, 
because they got to face damage control first. You, you know, uh, Sasha, Naomi, and Bailey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let Bianca and Jay kind of cook and cook some tag teams on Raw, be with Chelsea and Piper, you know, after they take the titles. You know, now you got your women's title feud on, but then you also have your non-title feuds with the Sasha and Naomi of it all. I, you can get there, but I understand exactly what you're saying, but I think you can oh, throw them three in the mix. As, as long as I get, if you can get, get Bel Air and Cargill as a tag team, first, they need a really good name. But second, because <laughs> anytime, like, anytime a Jade Cargill is standing next to someone that called, she had EST on her, 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 the thighs on her, her gear this mm-hmm. year at the Rumble. Like, I don't think Jade's going to be able to stand next to somebody talking about they, the EST of this, that, and the third. <laughs> you got the shirt on right now, Brian Eastwater. <laughs> it's like, there's going to be some side iron. There's going to be some, uh, well, you know, like Jade's going to be ma- making it known that I'm here because this makes sense. But at mm-hmm. a certain point, what's going to make sense is me and you. Absolutely. One-on-one. Yeah. And that's going to be just as fantastic, too. Just That breakup is going to be mm-hmm. elite. Uh, all right. Before we get out of here, uh, <laughs> let's hit <laughs> on last night's NXT and tonight's upcoming Dynamite. We'll each pick the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT. And we'll talk about one a little bit more in depth. Cal, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? I think it's it's something that I I, I the fact that NX, that that on NXT they're known as Trick Mellow Gang. I, again, I was I went I went back because the full match is on YouTube and I saw that they list them as Trick Mellow Gang. But I want to know from the audience, unless uh, le, correct an old man, is this the first time they've actually been known as Trick Mellow Gang, or were they referred to like on a on, like on WWE you know writing in like a lower third or whatever as Trick Mellow Gang? Has that happened before? Or has it always just been Carmelo and Trick? But anyway, I like that. I, I, I like that Trick Mellow Gang's an official tag team name for them. Let us know. Let us know if you find anything, everyone who's listening. Uh, Brian, what, what do you have from NXT? <laughs> we talked about music earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And it was that moment when Trick's music hit, the Mellows played, the mashup, and the fans mm-hmm. started booing. <laughs> and then it went back to Trick. <laughs> I was like, whoa! <laughs> You know who's over. You know who's the one right now. Yeah, I mean, you, you know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. This Mellow Chick thing has been fantastic, by the way. And Mellow is absolutely betraying this dude. Like, it's 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 so... The, there's still people online who are like, he didn't do it. I don't know, man. <laughs> he clearly did it. He's clearly going to betray him. There's just too much side eye for from Mello for me. It's like you know Trick sees it though. It's Smackdown Trick was like, uh-huh, I'm not, I'm chill out. Bro. Yeah, uh, so yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Trick we'll see how goes down. on Smackdown yeah. too. Uh, by the by the way, can we uh, before we get to Dynamite, want to do some quick Vengeance Day picks for this weekend? There's, I, no, there's only there's only six matches. Uh, what well, was two run, of them? Right, I know Trick's <laughs> two of them. Let's just run through it quick. So we uh-huh. got um, we got Corbin and Breaker. Versus Mello and Trick, uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals. Who you, who you taking? I this is an NXT show. I'm assuming this match is going to go on first, and Trick Mello Gang yep. is going to lose, and Trick's going to get like it, something's going to happen to Trick, and we don't know if he's going to be able to wrestle in the main event. But that's my. I, I think uh, uh, it's going to be Corbin. Uh, Corbin, uh, what you call the, uh, the Corbin Brown are going to win. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, I, I think I'll go with Corbin Braun. Braun gets a nice send-off before he hits the main roster. 
Mm. Yeah, I also I also have them. I think I also have Braun attacking Baron after the match after they win. <laughs> Facts. So that's gonna that's gonna be hilarious. Uh, next up, we got uh, Lyra Vicaria against Roxanne Perez uh, for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, I, I, I want Roxanne to win only because I'm I'm kind of over this Lyra. Yeah, I mean I'm going Roxanne too. I'm going yeah, Roxanne. I'm confused, but I, I honestly think. Roxanne wins by disqualification, but doesn't win the championship. Mm. Mm, okay. okay. There it is. Uh, for the NXT North American Championship, we've got Obafemi defending against Dragon Lee. I'm going, Obafemi, they're shooting this dude to the moon. So yeah, I don't think this one's particularly close. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. Uh, next up, we've got a six person mixed tag match the family versus OTM. Uh, I'm going. I'm going the family on this one. As much I'm as yes. I would love to see OTM win, I'm going with the family as well. I'm I'm gonna go with OTM only because my hope is that Jada Parker has, has whipped them in the shape. Mm. Oh, there you go. Good call. Ooh, I like that. That's a good, that's a that's a great call. Uh, no disqualification match. Dijak taking on Joe Gacy. I got Dijak in this man. He's this this dude's good. Joe I'm Gacy. He was he was in a dumpster. He was in a dumpster. He accepted the visual. match in the dumpster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he likes a good fight. I, I think it's going to be Dijak's match. I, I okay. think I like Joe Gacy to win this one. I think he's going to surprise the people. You, you're betting, I ain't betting All against right. a man in a dumpster. He woke up in that dumpster like, <laughs> yeah, let's true. go. <laughs> I've never bet against Oscar the Grouch. I'm not betting against <laughs> Joe Gacy. Uh, <laughs> lastly, on the card for Vengeance Day, we got Ilya Dragunov defending the NXT Championship against Trick Williams. I'm going. I'm going. Trick. Yeah, I think I it's think it's whoop that trick time. He, he, trick better whoop him. Yeah, I think I'm going trick as well. I, he's going to overcome again. He's just too. He's his name is too loud too right over, now. Over man, he's too over. I think Brian trick, trick Williams wins, but I don't think he has a great celebration. I think Mello. Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mello <laughs> finally shows his true colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> finally. Uh, looking at tonight's AEW Dynamite, what's the one thing you're looking forward to most? Brian, what do you got? Um, you know, I- I'm really looking forward to uh, Taya Valkyrie versus Deanna Perrazzo. I wasn't the mm. biggest Deanna Perrazzo mm. fan, mm-hmm. but in a few short weeks in AEW, she's won me over. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to this match. Yeah. Uh, and Tony the, the, the stuff she's been doing with. Yeah, the stuff she's been doing with uh, with Tony Storm is fantastic. Cal, what do you have? I, I looking at this card, I think that's good. I shout out to Toliona, but I think that's going to be my mine as well. They they've been building towards this uh, Deanna Perazzo Tony Storm situation. I'm going to assume tonight they're actually going to get active, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I got I got that too, guys. That is how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. Got the Masked Man show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide, Smack Dab in the Middle, on, of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. And please, please, please check out the discussion that uh, David and Kaz had on Monday's show about the Vince McMahon lawsuit uh they really i think had a fantastic informed discussion about everything that's going on there uh and you know i i I left that 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 episode just feel more 
having more of a grasp of like what's you know the follow-up may or may not be and, and just mm. you know the ramifications of everything over these just look awful awful horrible allegations so please check that out uh if you want to kind of have more uh, feel more informed about kind of everything that's been going on uh with all of that situation uh cal brian tell the people where they can find you on the socials i am at cal on twitter at Cal Dub on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok. But it's not about me. It's about Brian H. Waters, and it's about us. Where can they find you, Brian, and where can they find the squad? You find me at Brian H. Waters on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Threads. More importantly, Ringer Wrestling on Instagram, Threads, and, of course, TikTok. Um, I just, uh, you know, Ben mentioned I was at the Royal Rumble, so I got a Recap five things that uh, five takeaways from the Royal Rumble that's exclusively to our TikTok and plus, you know, catch some Royal Rumble clips and some of the uh, content I got while I was down there, including uh, shout out to the New Day uh, talking about the Big Meat Classic. <laughs> Big Meat classic, classic content on your TikTok feed if you yep. want it. It's all there for you. It's fantastic. I said no. I said I'm not talking about no Big Meat Classic. I <laughs> Brian, Brian was on the ground getting the most important <laughs> I love it. I uh, love questions it. answered about the Big Meat Classic. It was, uh, it was just a really, when he sent it to me, he said, is this okay? I could not stop laughing. Right. It, it was some of the funniest shit I've ever heard. So again, please go check that out on Ringer Wrestling, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, TikTok. It's it's all there. If you want to follow me, I'm at Cruise Control, Twitter, Instagram, Threads, all that good stuff. Uh, thank you very much to Brian Hollywood Waters for producing this episode, making us sound better than we should. Gentlemen, thank you as always for the Graps chat. Everyone else, we will catch you next week. Worldwide.